All right. Um, so this is a very special point C. It's the first time I've ever done this um, while driving. I figured I had some time. I'm heading to Chatham, Kent to meet up with the yoga teacher. And then I'm going to head to um, Windsor and do some paintings of the Ambassador Bridge. And this was something that sort of came to me, this idea of the paintings um, of the Ambassador Bridge came to me maybe about a week ago or maybe three days ago. You know, to be honest with you, it it, it came to me um, quite a while ago. And I maybe I hadn't consciously thought of the idea of being able to paint. Um, and I'm just going to sound check here while I'm still on, on a side road. Check, check, check. Check, 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 check. Oh, okay, so you can still, you can hear me. Check, check, check. So, yeah. This idea of being able to I guess really, okay, I'm, I'm gonna start again. Just that, that really threw me out of, out of the zone. Grab up some soda, some soda here. Oh God. Um, I think what really started it off, I'm not gonna get too much into the painting side of it because I want it to, remain a secret, the intent, the artistic intent or spirit behind which I'm going to paint um, the bridge in Windsor, in Detroit, the one that crosses the Detroit River. I want to keep that sort of on the DL. I just sort of really nailed in the, the details or the main artist statement this morning in between sun salutations and doing some marketing. Now, I really want to talk about, it's normally on a, it's going to take me about two and a half hours, three hours to get to, to the, meet up with this yoga teacher and normally I'd be kicking it pretty hard in the car probably be listening to some some straight up bangers and just like just blast my way down the 401 and I think lately what I've been do, what I've been realizing is if I don't if I don't know what to play like if there's not something that's I've got an urgency to listen to or maybe urgency is too harsh a word but if there's something that I don't that's not coming up like an album or a song or a vibe I generally don't put anything on I have a lot of sick playlists to put on you know in Spotify there's endless um, things to listen to but really what the issue is is these are times where I can be in direct communication with myself 
and there's a space between my and self. And so the self, I don't know if you've been following along or if you've intuited this on your own, but to me the self is less about an individual, the very Christopher Capeness that is me, and it's more the device, the technology that is um, picking up the frequency of the universe. Now I know I'm leaving Guelph, so I'm going to try to curb my uh, new age hippiness, but it's hard to take Guelph out of the boy, y'all. So, the, the self is really the antenna, and this isn't my idea, right, this analogy, but it's really been hitting home lately, and I felt like I was myself, no space between it, the Christopher Capeness was communicating with the self, the antenna that's picking up the communication with the universe at large, the spirit, the Godhead, Allah, um, whatever you want, Meshuga, whatever you want to call that, outside of organized religion, outside of dogma, the mysticism of the universe, the galaxy, whatever. I always like the abstract infinite, but it's just really hard to say. Um, and the communication was, essentially I was saying, wow, I, you know what, like I'm really, I was feeling not excited or happy or full of joy and I wasn't feeling sad or downtrodden. I was in a place that was beyond, I don't want to say beyond, I was in a place that of fulfilled, I was fulfilled. Um, I was open to however, whatever information emotionally I was getting or physically and then at the same time, I, I really wasn't searching for information and where I found myself was in saying wow Chris I'm really proud of you I'm really proud and not in the things that you're creating or the accolades or the money or anything but in the fact that I am living a life that I want to live and outside of what I had talked about before, the physical markers or the quantifiable markers. And that essentially what it boils down to is I'm, I'm listening more than planning. And it came about because I wanted to do a Point C episode. I've, I did some writing, a couple blog posts that I haven't released yet, a couple drafts. And then some journaling that has dealt with this idea of like, well, how do you, how did I get to this point? What happened? And I always am talking about this, I realize. And it's a lot of this podcast or these episodes have to do with me talking about me, reminding myself, Chris, to keep going on this way. And the difference between listening and planning is huge for me. 
right? And I, a couple episodes ago, I really talked about how there is no possible way when I look back on my life as a path, there is no possible way that I could have planned or made any part of this path. It is so intricately divi- uh, devised, divinely devised, some might say. And that, that even, and I mean, I, like most of us, have planned and schemed and plotted out ideas and that I hoped were going to, sorry, just going through a roundabout, that I hoped were going to mean my meet the success that I wanted or the fulfillment that I wanted. I was plotting and planning. Plotting seems a bit sinister. I was setting up or planning a pathway to which to my fulfillment. And it turns out that my fulfillment had more to do with listening. And whether that's listening, if you want to believe in a higher power, that's fine. Or the universe, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. It can be something that's purely you. That you were listening to your subconscious. To what you truly, truly wanted. Because in the long run, I think what I truly wanted was clouded by what I thought I wanted. And whether that's brainwashing whether that's from wherever, school, media, my parents, my friend group, uh, partners, whoever. Okay, I'm just going to get on the 401. Give me a second here. I don't want to die. Although, how sick would it be if this episode was me getting finished? Probably get a lot of fucking views, eh? I don't know if it's worth it, though. (laughs) Um... So, yeah. Where was I? And I had, as I often do, I have a little, I create a little movie or a story in my head of a future. And what I've also been finding is the universe has been showing me images of the future, right? Of what could happen or what will happen and that I've always been getting them that we are always getting these and my issue was I couldn't my discernment between what I was dreaming up the daydreams versus the um, I'm going to say prophecies because fuck I love Harry Potter between the daydreams and the prophecies is the daydreams are ego driven and the prophecies are heart driven and I had the real success I had have had in painting or anything has really amounted to my ability to discern the or to listen to my heart and to be able to discern between ego and, and heart. Right? Heart, what I had explained earlier was listening to the universe, the self, as an antenna picking up frequency and messages from the universe quite a lot which I originally I had tried this with 
yoga, man, this 401 is shitty in between Guelph and Kitchener. Holy, they need to get their act together with this construction. Jeez Louise, you cannot stay in one lane here. Okay, let me get over here. I'm trying to be safe. I do not want to take anybody with me. Unless it's to heaven. Um, so, picking up these frequencies, which I had started, the idea really was planted um, with Taylor and Ian talking about the Carlos Castaneda books to me in high school, and really came to fruition when I did the, my yoga teacher training on Salt Spring Island under Baba Haridas. And really it only, I was able to fine tune it through painting all plein air because it was, I was putting myself consistently in a place while painting of communication with the universe and I didn't know it. And it started out with object, I think this is what the last podcast was about, where it moved from object to intent. just this week is the most secure intent that I felt with um, being able to discern between ego and heart and the images that are shown to me right because the daydream the ego driven movies are all based on my desires and my wants and my needs and the heart driven stuff is all based on my calling my path and I'd always confuse my calling and path to a position in this world of fulfillment but my calling and path in actuality now my definition of that has more to do with what hmm, what's a great way I can say this has more to do with the type of <laughs> the type of instrument I almost said tool the type of instrument that I am where the universe can work through me and you don't have to if you're listening to this and you're trying to put yourself in this position to see if this um, definition or this idea of life works for you it doesn't have to be outside of yourself I have always had this bent whether right or wrong true or not I'm just going with it where that makes the most sense and it is the most effective for me. If the most effective thing for a person is being the, mo the best instrument that you can be has nothing to do with a godhead or a spirit or mysticism, wicked, do that. And like always, all I ask, this is Duncan Trussell's thing when I saw him live once, 
all I ask is that you suspend disbelief and come with me on this journey. You can believe or not believe at the end, but just listen and, and see if it hits and if it doesn't hit and if things are bothering you, reach out to me because it might be the what I need to hear to move past it as well. Oh gosh, I'm changing lanes into someone's blind spot. What a, what a Yahoo I am. Um, and so these visions that I'm hearing or seeing now happened on the way here. And it started out as an ego daydream. And I very quickly stopped myself because it had been locked into being famous, to being a successful artist, to having people think I was worth something. And I, I stopped myself by saying, listen, you don't feel this way, this fulfilled, um, light feeling because of what you're doing or what you're not doing or because of what the, what your ego thinks you're doing or not doing you're feeling this way because you're listening to your heart and you're making moves from your heart aka listening to with my antenna my heart is my antenna picking up the frequencies and essentially it's that conversation that I talk about all the time when I'm painting outside. This conversation is really about I receive teaching or I receive answers or questions or whatever and I respond however I wish. Right? And this is something that I'm still figuring out and I wonder if have the ability to shape and mold if there's something that the universe is telling me am I do I have the opportunity to just say like no fuck that or is it about just acceptance this morning driving which made which actually made me stop this is why I actually stopped because I thought fuck this is really clear right now is gratefulness. I'm grateful that and I'm proud and I'm happy that I'm actually following or listening to my heart. And the ego Durvin daydream started out, ooh I need some soda water, all this talking. I'm starting a side hustle. Personalizing uh, soda stream caps. Look at that. Let me know. Hit me up. At Christopher Cape Soda Stream Cap on Instagram. Three for a dollar dog. Um, I had gone in, so this idea of painting the Ambassador Bridge after um, visiting uh, with this yogi. 
gonna be my first time meeting her. She's definitely the real deal. I'm pretty hyped. I was in Wyndham and Mr. Days was helping me out getting some panels. And I really I really just was trying to figure out how many panels and what size to get. And he said something that made me and I just really needed to just get in my head and think about it. And sort of I closed my eyes and tried to think of it. But he wouldn't he was in a place whatever it was, we were both in places where he couldn't, he just, he basically wouldn't stop talking to me about stuff, about panels and painting, and um, even the statement that kind of took me out was, I am at your service, that's what he said to me, let me know what I can do for you. So I just grabbed, grabbed what I had and, and bailed. And it started me off thinking about another young artist in Guelph right now. Great artist. Um, and the daydream was, it is gonna, I can't believe I'm telling you this because it's so shallow, but fuck, I'm shallow sometimes. He was interviewing me in a like very I don't know if people know who Tom Snyder is I think it's Tom Snyder he was an old the old CBC late late night host but the vibe was the studio was very much like that guy's studio kind of a late 70s early 80s type studio and this young artist was in the position of Tom Snyder and he was interviewing me and asking me about um, painting and how do I get to where you are not that I'm any place incredibly special but it this is and let me let me paraphrase this this is why a light bulb went off because it's not like the New York Times is doing an article on me it's not like um Art galleries in Toronto are messaging me consistently trying to get paintings from me. And what it was is the universe was trying to tell me or trying to get me to recognize, was speaking to me, saying, recognize where you're at right now. And the impetus or the energy or the intent of that message came from was run through my ego filter which started this and that this manifestation of this young artist as an interviewer interviewing me asking me how do I get get to this place my ego was thinking in ego terms uh, hierarchy uh, quantifiable assets things like that and that
started to think, hey, what would I say to somebody if they flat out asked me that in a comprehensive way? On top of all of the other stuff that I talked about, what it started out with is this idea of, which I, I don't know where this came from. At some point, I'm going to have to figure it out. But the idea of how I started, I think, it, you know what, to be honest with you, I think it was my um, grade 11 chemistry teacher, or maybe grade 10 chemistry, I think grade 11 chemistry teacher, I think his name was Mr. Slazak. Uh, if anybody's listening from that era, PHS 1993, 92, hit me up with who that teacher was. Only time I had him, but he had said something very profound about um, the nature of the world and how he was trying to explain to us uh, the periodic table and the elements and how powerful it is. And he pointed out the window, I believe, and he said, look it out there, look at all those trees. You think you're looking at trees, but in actuality, in another sense, you're looking at carbon. You're looking at whatever else is in the, made up of them. And it just so happened that I was, I picked up at a thrift store um, a cool looking book by Descartes, a philosopher back in the day, I believe the 1800s. And one of the passages that I read, I didn't read most of it, I think. I only read a couple, uh, a couple passages. One of the passages is he talked about the construct of objects and how what we actually see is a amalgamation of a bunch of things and that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the truth or reality. It's just how we are forming reality in order to move move among the universe, among these atoms, among these periodic tables, among this energy, these magnetic fields. And the reason I bring that up is because it started me on this idea of breaking down all things to their simplest form or to their foundational element same way that when we were younger, my crew and I, when we were trying to figure out how to ollie on a skateboard, there was no videos that we had. It was just a rumor. And anybody that we could ollie, we'd, we didn't know. We only saw pictures. And then we had a, an account of what actually it was. And I remember sitting in the grass using our hands to try to figure out the physics behind how we would get the skateboard to come with us up off our feet. And all of these things were really just that breaking down. Okay, so it must have been before that because I that that um that was way before that was way before any um chemistry class. That was we were must have been 13. 12 or 13 when that was going down. Um, so I digress. The 
answer that I gave this interviewer, this manifestation of this person in my mind, was, well, look at the question that you're asking. I have a bad, I have a habit of I'll ask a question or a question will be posed to me and I will try to answer it before I actually understand what the question actually is. I snap judge what I think the question actually is without really taking time to break it down. Right? 
I'm talking about like who's in control of it how you walk upon it are you deciding which which fork to take which direction to go there's all these questions that come up just in the definition it's like when somebody says or when I think I love this person I love this thing I hate this person I hate this thing obviously those are extreme put in your own emotion that you wish or your own verb or adjective your definition of love is going to not just be singular it is going to be plural it is going to be a multitude of definitions that I imagine are going to fluctuate regardless or depending on your mood, the time of day, who you're talking about, what your plans for the future are. There are so many different um, there are so many different what's the word I'm looking for? Um, variables to what love is, to what your definition of love is, to what my definition of love is. Um, and I think it's the same with artists, the same with teacher, the same with plans, the same with painting. There are so many different variables. And when I paint, it's not so much about trying to maintain a singular visual image but trying to maintain the recognizable voice and that if I am if I am painting right or if I am answering a question that how do you paint how do you move beyond where you're at regardless of where that is because that's really what the question is I think that I that the manifestations the manifestation of this young artist in my brain was saying right and that and but when I say manifestation of young artists I say that because it's like a dream when I I've really started to realize for myself when I dream of say an ex or somebody I have a crush on or a parent or a friend or a, a stranger these are not, um, these are manifestations of my subconscious, right? These are not the actual person, but parts of my character that I, that are coming out in this, as this person and how, how they relate to me.
So, all of these questions, how do I make money, how do I paint, how do I get better at what I'm doing, are all based on based on getting to an imaginary goal, right? And that that's fine. I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about. Point C, right? Our life is a journey from point A to point B. Whether that's birth and death, whether that's waking up and getting orange pico tea, whether that's um, going to Subway and getting a BMT, Whatever it is. And the point C is when the universe acts on us through our senses and stops us on that journey. And that point is the point C. The question is, how do I move forward? What are, what are the steps that I have to move forward? And the only answer that I have I've already said is for me it's following my heart listening to my heart that's what I should say listening to my heart and in doing that it's very easy to feel like it's something that's singular and doesn't change it is always in flux I think it will always be in flux and that it's not about me holding on to a position mentally, emotionally, whatever as hard as I can but about being okay with the change and being able to being able to separate and listen and, and navigate when it feels like I'm oh but you know what even not navigating is a point that I'm I'm well aware of that is a necessity. Sometimes in listening, now oh, this is the fuck thing. In listening to my heart, the more I've listened and the more I've understood, the more I realize that those times when I'm not listening are just as important as those times that I am. For me, for me, mind you. Those times where it feels like I'm not doing the right things say my diet's poor, I'm staying up late, maybe I'm smoking drugs, maybe I'm drinking, maybe I'm being promiscuous, Ooh, promiscuous, alright. All of these things are part of the path. And that the thing that has changed is my conscious um, Understanding of what listening is. And so much of that is me breaking down the question to understand what is what it is I'm actually asking. And so breaking down all of those questions, how do I paint better? How do I draw? When, how will I get my individual artistic voice? 
all of these things can be boiled down into what's my next step? Tell me what to do. When someone asks that, when I ask that of myself or ask that of other people, that's what I'm asking. Tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, guess what? I did not figure this shit out. I did not plan for this. If you were to know what my plan was, it's different in every stage of my life, right? At one point, my plan was to be a concept artist, animator for Disney or for Don Blue Studios, AKA Fox Studios. Um, the other, There's another time where it was to be a climbing mom. It was to be a yoga teacher, a singer-songwriter on tour. All of these things. And so, if my, if it's constantly changing for me, it's got to be constantly changing for other people, whether they're gross or subtle changes. I think the best advice is you will do what you will fucking do. The very fact that you're asking the question is the most important thing, I think. Because it means that you're interested in understanding. When, it's when I ask a question, I want to understand at some level. And that is the most important thing. It's not that whether the question is pure, whether the correction or the question is correct, whether it's the right question or the wrong question. Being curious is it, right? Because it's self-discovery. It's all self-discovery. Whether the question's about what's going into this, whether this pizza dough is gluten-free, or whether I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. Maybe this podcast or this episode is really just about letting me know, you know, and hopefully by proxy letting you know that to take the pressure off yourself, unless it's time not to take the pressure off yourself, you know?
you got some jokes. Like always, you know, be gentle with yourself. I hope, you know, go easy. Uh, I say that to myself every morning, you know. I just want to be easy on myself. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Get after it. Whether I'm getting after it's eating a bag of chips, watching a, a cartoon, or working on your master's thesis. I don't give a fuck. I want you to just get after it. Have a good time. We're only here for you. Oh my god. I can't believe I'm quoting Hotel California. Problem is, I'm totally into yoga. Alright, I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening.